sir. Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure. I am your host, Danny Cole, and with me is Blake, making America great and healthcare affordable, Barber. God, I love that, man. Dude, I, it just, I it just rolls off my tongue. I love it. I'm going to, tonight I'm going to watch another Tom Bill You. You know, he does those really cool intros. Yeah. And I'm going to come up with one for you Dude, next week. I like watching his. He's got like the amazing intros, like yeah. where he goes back and he's got, oh, it's like a five minute yeah. episode of yeah. like all these accolades for these guys. I'm like... And, and even the people that come on, they're always impressed. Yeah. Always. And, um, the, um, there was Rob Deerdeck. He was like, dude, you make me sound better than I, than I really am. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not even that great. I mean, that's a job to pump him up. Uh, the, you know who Rob Deerdeck is, yeah. right? Yeah. Ridiculousness. He, yeah, he's done a ton. Did you did you watch the um, Tom Billy with him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a really smart cat. But, yeah. You yeah know. He's done a lot. But, yeah. He's, I think all of those guys and girls, man, they're yeah. – even when they play dumbasses on the, uh, you know, in the media, they're they're still incredibly, incredibly intelligent. They are. I mean, they they got to be business savvy, right. otherwise they would not be there. Yeah. Did you see the one? I think it was just about two or three weeks ago. He did with, uh, and he's getting like big names now. He had John Travolta. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, right, right before Christmas, and then right after was uh, Kathy Bates. Huh. So yeah, he's getting some big names on there. He's and Travolta really was names. really impressive. I mean, that dude was uber intelligent. Really? I got to yeah. check that one out. Mm-hmm. I, I have not seen that one, so yeah, I do want to check that one out then. And yeah. he's very humble, too. I was shocked. John Travolta is? Yeah. Because hmm, he's, well, I know he's a little bit, he's a little seasoned now. You know what I mean? He's done had his success, and he's been successful mm-hmm. for many years yeah. now. So I would kind of think so, but yeah. now. Yeah. Extremely intelligent. I'm going to check that one out. Then, um, again, like him, and then um, Ed Milet. I like watching that one. Have, have you seen any of his? Yeah, I've watched that one twice, actually. Really? And I'll tell you, somebody else that impressed me. It was a different show, Larry King, if you ever watched him. Mm-hmm. But about two years ago, he did an uh, interview with uh, Kid Rock. Really? Okay, so you think Kid Rock, and I've never really watched an interview with him. I, just, I love his music. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan. Oh, right? me too. I am. Because uh, no matter what he does, he does it well, whether it's country, rock, rap. He just he, he really does everything well. So he interviews with Larry King, and he, he's got four or five mansions, and they happen to be interviewing him in his uh, Nashville mansion. And so they're kind of strolling through the mansion, doing the interview, and they get come down to the uh, downstairs room. It's called a pole room, and it has this big red velour sofa that's in a circular fashion around this pole. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it was is really funny because Kid Rock is explaining to Larry King in, in very politically correct terms what exactly a poll room is for. And so Larry King is all serious as he can be. He says, so, you know, and he's, he's inquiring now about all of the women that uh, accompany Kid down to his poll room. And Kid <laughs> says, uh, Larry says, so let me ask you something in all seriousness, Kid. If, if you were famous... Do you think you would have as much opportunity with these beautiful women as you do? And Kid Rock, this is one of my favorite quotes he ever says. He said, Larry, look at me. Do you think women are with me for my looks? (laughs) (laughs) He's honest, huh? (laughs) Well, you know. Dude, that's one thing fame and fortune brings you is opportunity. (laughs) Air quotes. love the air quotes. Oh. All right. Well, real quick, guys. Speaking of opportunities, that is what the show is going to be on today, so to speak. Right? We're going to talk about, it's going to be me and Blake. We're going to be talking about 2019, the goals that we had, you know, what we accomplished, what we fell short of, the ups and downs, and what we learned from those, and then what our goals for 2020 are. And by doing this, we hope that, 
you get something from it where you learn something where they're like, oh, shoot, I want to make sure I stay away from that or a way that I can learn and hopefully motivate you and push you in the right direction because we love you and we only want the best for you. So with that being said, Blake, do you, what were some of your goals that you had in 2019, man? Wow, 2019, man, was a struggle, struggle year for me financially. You know, my really? life right now revolves around my career and my kids, and that's that's about it. Uh, and it was it was a huge financial struggle. You know, it, your, your shirt that you're wearing tonight, you're stronger than failure shirt. I really had to prove that to myself towards the end of the year. I, you know, I shared with you a little bit of some of the financial failure mm-hmm. that I had to suffer through. I mean, some really great on probably on a on a Donald Trump or Grant Cardone scale, it's nothing. But for me to lose one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And the swipe stroke of a pen, man, is a huge, huge hit. Uh, But, you know, uh, what is it? Sylvester Stallone, says, you know, it's not how hard you get hit. It's, you know, it's how you come back back after you get hit. Right. So then like Steve Harvey says, it's not matter how you fall. I don't think Steve Harvey, um, maybe uh, wet Les Brown. He said, look, if you fall, if if you fall, at least fall on your back because you can always get back up. Right. Yeah. Or Denzel Washington, he says, fall forward. There you go. So, hey, because <laughs> at least you got the forward moment. Yeah. <laughs> so pick one. Dude. But, yeah, that was that was my thing is, uh, you know, my that was my year to just survive. Uh, you know, and we've we've all heard the great success stories, man, where, where you know, the great the greatest will financially fail possibly a number of times before they found, actually succeed. So no. hopefully and dude, that was my biggest. that's the truth, though. It's like, you know, if like they say, you know, you can't know love without pain, right? And same thing, you can't know success without failure to a certain degree. Now, failure is not failure unless you let that be the end of it. You right. know? It's only failure if you don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, there's so many people have went bankrupt. You know, Sylvester Stallone was bankrupt um, for the longest time, didn't have mm-hmm. any money, had to sell his dog because he couldn't afford oh, to feed yeah, his dog. That story, yeah. yeah, dude. Folks, if you have not heard Sylvester Stallone's story, oh my God. Go online, look it up on YouTube on Sylvester Stallone's story from the beginning amazing like heart-wrenching he goes through a ton of emotions from not having anything having to get up his dog give up his dog to no one wanting him to be in the film and i was, you just had to listen to everything else about when he wrote um rocky yeah they it's actually a, tried to pay him not yeah to be in the yeah film. they said they said dude we'll pay you not to be in the movie <laughs> so i think it was like only I, what did somebody finally give him 10 only 10 grand no, they kept be- going up they kept going up the money it seems like it got up to about 300 grand if i remember right yeah. i mean they offered him four or five different offers to not be in the movie right but i'm saying as far as two if he said look i'm going to be in the movie they said okay well then you forget the 300 oh, right. grand yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll give you 10 grand but you get um residuals on the movie if it does well which he believed in himself yeah. and dude he's a multi-millionaire now There's because history. of it. yeah yeah <laughs> but i was gonna say yeah dude the people who are financially successful, do they, they take these financial hardships every once in a while, right. right? And that's how you learn and grow. So with that being said, Blake, dude, what did you learn from that right there? So it's a bunch of financial hardships. Like what, what was the biggest thing you took away from that? For me, it was uh, partnerships. Um, it, was, it was a business endeavor that I had entered into without, number one, proper research. Number two, it was a business I didn't know that much about. And uh, number three, it was with partners that, you know, I... I should have researched them a little bit yeah. better as well. So, you know, the, the number one takeaway for me was primarily to never find myself in a situation where I have to have partners again. And if I do, be sure that they are well-researched and, and uh, I mean, up one side and down the other. Yeah. Make because sure they're well-researched. Yeah. Make sure that you can trust them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll, it'll take me years to recover from, from that loss. But, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing it. So. Yeah. 
Well, do you hope then? God willing, dude, because you know how you and I both believe and do God is amazing. Amen. Hey, hopefully this year, I'm not going to say hopefully, I'm going to go ahead and claim it for you that this year here you're going to get past that and it's going to be the best year you've ever had. Well, and I agree. I've already got the, uh, the, the the plans in motion. You know, I went ahead and said, I did something a little bit different this year. I sat down, you know. What do you I, mean? You know, I've always had this uh, fly by the seat of my pants uh, kind of a game plan or lack thereof. And yeah. so this year I kind of sat down and actually wrote my goals out, made something concrete and tangible. Uh, even short-term, daily goals, weekly goals. You know, we've had this conversation yeah. on air before. Um, and then, you know, every day, every night before I before I leave my business at this point, I review my goals. Um, and and uh, Graham Stephan, you know, he is. He says, uh, you know, he he went through a period where he just refused to actually leave his workplace until his daily goals were accomplished. Some days they get accomplished at five o'clock. Some days they don't get accomplished till you know almost midnight. But you know, to that point. Like you've always said, and you always ask people on the, on the show, how bad do you want it? And that's the thing. That's what makes it so easy for people to be successful. All you got to do is just want it a little bit. That's because it. Because this is such an entitled society. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but, I mean, it's we live in a society where it's so easy to compete, man. If you're willing to do just, just a little bit above average, you can thrive. And that's the thing what, with, with most people, though. What is easy to do is easy not to do. What's right. easy to do is just put things in motion, go out there, put one foot in front of the other. Okay, mm-hmm. write down, have a vision of your goal, write down that goal, write down the plan to achieve that yep. goal, and then just, like you said, don't stop until the things are done for the day. Right. Like I said, you might get off early one day and have the rest of the day for yourself. Mm-hmm. You might get four or five hours sleep at night mm-hmm. because you've had to achieve that goal, but you are one step closer and one day closer mm-hmm. to achieving your goal and become successful whatever it is that is to you you know what i mean yeah oh absolutely i got it my my youngest daughter she's 19 and she's she's uh, in college right now and she's a little bit of a uh, uh this is a high highly complimentary but she's an overachiever and so she will she's that student that gets ahead you know when she's caught up on her assignments she'll go ahead and and do next weeks and next months if she can just nice. to get ahead and so i find myself doing that when i do get caught up and i'm done at 5 30 or 6 i'll go ahead and start working on the following days task just in case you know something else drops in my life because you know how it is when you're running a business speaking of i want to ask you about yours in a few minutes but yeah. uh when you're when you're running your own business every day you know you, in addition to working in your your, your to-do list you've got your daily chores that you have to get done anyway then your to-do list the things that you self-assign yourself and then you got some sort of fire that's going to drop in your lap and you got to break out the fire extinguisher put that out and yep. that usually can't wait no, you're absolutely right and other people who are entrepreneurs on the show or business owners or i mean pretty much everybody you know that especially being an entrepreneur, that you're going to have your daily goals, you're going to have your tasks due that day, and then there's always something that's going to surprise you out of left field and say, hey, don't forget about me or mm-hmm. something out of nowhere. Like I said, the fires you got to put out. Yeah. And you got to be prepared for that. And know that, again, like I said, some days going to be a breeze, some days you're not going to get a lot of sleep. But, hey, that's life. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of the things that you got to take with becoming an entrepreneur. One of those things you got to take with being successful and depending solely upon yourself. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. I love it. No, I agree. I agree. It was uh, Cardone was talking. He was interviewing uh, um, Gary V, mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk, and he was talking about Vaynerchuk or Chuck. I think it's Vaynerchuk. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of the two. But and they were Gary having this, Yeah, they were having this debate about you know the, the Gary V was talking about the guy who quits his job making fifty eight thousand dollars a year to go become an entrepreneur, self employed to make forty thousand dollars a year, but he's got the freedom. And he said that's still much better than you know being an employee. And then Grant Cardone says, of course, no, $40,000 ain't good. That's not good for anybody you got. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, he's used to making, I mean, millions of dollars right. a month. So, yeah, he, his mindset's a little bit different, mm-hmm. which is a good thing to have. But Gary, but Gary V, I think he caters to the 
to beginner entrepreneurs right. and like the med the medium, so yeah. to speak. Even though he's at the top level, he's letting you know that you can become an entrepreneur. And right. if you got to take a pay cut at the beginning, like like you just said, you've got your freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's to me, dude. Freedom to me, yeah. Freedom is success. Absolutely. That that is yeah. when you got enough time for you, yourself, your family, your friends. Then that's it. You yeah. know, because. Life is not all about working mm-hmm. and paying the bills. It's about enjoying. Amen. That to that point, you know, I actually left a job working in the emergency room. I had I had a pretty good gig, three days a week, three twelve hour shifts, making one hundred twenty between one hundred and ten, hundred twenty thousand a year. Nice. But I left that to do what? Now to work eighty hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think last year I claimed twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> but that's what we're supposed right. to do. <laughs> but you know, the, the the grand scheme of things is that one day, you know, hopefully I'm on the five year plan. That at that point. I will be able to turn around and make double that, three hundred, maybe even five hundred thousand dollars a year, and not work at all. Exactly. And just kick it on the beach and sip margaritas and make that uh, what we call mailbox money. There you go. And dude, that's one thing I think. You know, I'm glad you, you know, you're in the top three. Dude. I love you. I admire you. You're one of my mentors. You, that's likewise. why I like talking to you. And and just your mindset. You know, years ago when we met, you've always had this mindset, right? And it's always short-term sacrifice, long-term gain, which we've always talked about on the show mm-hmm. too. Where you look, I'm going to work my butt off. Put in the hours right now, and then it's going to pay off. And again, I'd rather work, you know, eighty hours for myself versus forty hours for somebody else. Amen. Because, like you said, working in the emergency room where you're making a lot more money a year, a lot more time. But now, dude, where you're doing it all on your own, there's a passion. You're helping okay. people out. They know you because Blake Barber mm-hmm. is the one helping everybody out. And they, you got a great personality. You really care for people. And it shows. That's why your business is doing better and better. That's why you open up more locations. And, again, I'm proud of you, man. I Thanks, really am. Sir. I appreciate that. By the way, we got number three coming. I don't think I've told you that. No, you didn't. That's big news, yeah. Uh-oh, March, when? March 1. Really? Yeah. Dude, congrats on that, Thank dude. You, sir. Yep. Location? Uh, we'll be right back at noon and where it all started. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be the same location that you had talked about before or? No, the very, very fir- first building when I opened in 2008. Right there on that corner? Mm, yeah, the little, it was a dry cleaner next yeah. behind the chicken place. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So. Wishbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be right behind it, maybe two doors back on the uh, other street, the other one-way street facing uh, the chiropractor's office right next door to the, uh, uh, what is the funeral home? McCoon's. Yeah, McCoon's funeral home. Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, Tim Stout, we were having dinner a few weeks ago, and he said, uh, you know, we were having a conversation about me coming back to noon and I can't find a spot. Well, you know, he just bought that building. He owns that. Ah, dude, Tim, so. is, and we want to have Tim on the show. Tim is killing it, dude. And he's yeah. another guy who put a ton of hours in and now is able to, well, he still works a lot, but is able to sit back a little bit more Yeah, he's and got mentor this, others. Yeah, he's got a huge team. So, uh, yeah, it, he's at the point now where he's working because he wants to. Yeah. But he's got, he's built up a really nice business. Of, and, and, and this guy was a hustler, and, and within three, his third year, he was, I think, top top three or top five in the southeast or eastern seaboard or something as far as sales. Dude, that is a huge yeah. blessing. Right. Goodness. But then that's a testament to his Work ethic, and like, and I was gonna say earlier when you're talking about write down your goal, goals and you're kind of doing things by seat of your pants, because you and I had that conversation before. Yeah. Hey, you know, you do things by seat of your pants. What comes, you're gonna take it and just run with it. And you had sat down with Tim at dinner one night. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, well, what is your goals? Like, what do you plan on doing? And you had told him that. He said, dude, you've got to have a plan. Yeah. And yeah, I remember you telling me at dinner that because of that moment there, you started changing certain things. It kind of yeah. a light bulb went off, yeah. and then started making changes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was in at the end of 2018, and like I said last year, I was just it was, <laughs> man, all I was just trying to do was keep from sinking. That was my plan was to survive. Well, and so yeah, there. some things happened. You know, I lost that big bit of money, but you know the big property <clears throat> that I was trying to sell. Yeah, yeah I finally unloaded that, and that was huge. 
And yeah. so now I'm living Kiyosaki's rule, man, is I'm trying to turn my, my liabilities into assets. And we just had this conversation before we went on the air. You know, I'm, I'm doing some changes at my personal property where I'll actually be able to turn my home into an income-producing property. Now, do you want to talk about that? Because I know we got a lot of our listeners that are in that area where they could probably use that service. Yeah, yeah. What we're doing is we've got a little bit of a, a bigger yard than average. And so we're, we're, we built a barn, and I'm putting in dog kennels. And so what we're going to do is start keeping dogs there um, and to the tune of about 20 bucks a day per dog. That's not busted yeah. at all. Well, but you do the math at seven kennels, man. If we keep it full, um, and I got that idea from a buddy's wife who, who did it just to kind of fill up her free time. And she stayed within within two months. She was packed full. Wow. Um, yeah, every day, six, seven days a week, she's packed full, and she's got six kennels. So I sit down and did the math. You know, the numbers pull up about $46,000 a year, which will more than pay for my mortgage. It, it, I think it's just under $9,000 a year. So that at that point, my personal property where I live and sleep will be generating income. You know, uh, Graham Stephan talks a lot about house hacking. Mm-hmm. Um, his thing is buy a duplex, live in one side, rent the other, and pay your mortgage. Yeah. Well, I don't have a duplex, but I figure that's the second best thing. That I think that's the number one best thing. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're generating more income mm-hmm. than you would have the other yeah. way, it seems like. So I borrowed the money to build it out, you know, so that'll be the bank's money that I'll be paying back. Uh, nothing out of pocket um, to do this build out. Uh, well, actually, there's very little build out to be done, so it'll be very little expense on that. And um, and you said that like, this has got heating and yeah. air. It's got the oh, yeah. running for the oh dogs. yeah. It's it's a man. Listen, it's a palace, dude. It's uh-huh. it's gonna be sweet. Well, real quick, just so uh, everybody knows, Blake is over in Sharpsburg, right between Noonan and mm-hmm. Peachtree City. So if you got a dog, you need to be have it kenneled. Blake is the man to see. Ah, hey, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And I got that last piece of property there on Highway 29. Once I get oh, that yeah. paid off next year, uh, then I'll go take out another big loan on that guy, and then we're going to put in up a uh, big event center. And, Dude, uh, yeah. event centers kind of blew my mind. They make a they're ton of money. It. They're crushing it. Anybody, man, can if you just look into event centers, they're killing it. Yeah. And if you've got a great, if you've got a great spot, a great building, or above average venue, and a great location, which I've got. All day long. Dude, I mean, you can get $5,000 per day all day long. Crazy. I know. I've, I've seen like different things um, online and different people talking about getting married and yeah. what they're paying. I was like, dude, and if you own it, dude, you're not doing any work. Mm-hmm. They come out there and do what they got to do. They clean up. Yeah. They do the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's good money coming in. Dude, so yeah. you are going to be crushing it. Man, I'm just trying to be like Danny Cole. I'm just trying, uh, apparently Danny we're doing Cole. a 3-6. I'm trying to be like you now. We're doing. <laughs> we're going roundabout. We're both trying to be like Derwin. Oh, yeah. Silent Get it, powerful Derwin. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your business, man, that you've been building up. I want to hear some of that. I hadn't, you know, you, you've been, you know, we'll touch on it if we have time. I'd like to hear a little bit about, you know, what's going on with your family situation. All right. Because uh, you've been dealing with some struggles. But I also want to hear about, uh, you know, what you've also been trying to work on when you have your free time. All right. Well, tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about mom real quick. We'll make it quick because it's nothing but good news. Amen. And, dude, it's, again, you know, I'm a huge believer in God. I love God. And there's been a ton of prayers poured out from my mom, right? Left and right, a lot of people online, um, a lot of people that just kind of text me or and just tell me in person that we were praying for your mom daily. And to me, prayer is powerful. I mean, it says, according to your faith, it shall be given to you, but faith without works is dead, right? So praying and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom got her blood work back, dude. The white blood cells are great. The red blood cells are great. All the numbers have dropped down. The only thing's low right now is her magnesium. Um, it said at three, it should be at a five. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know more. I don't know number wise, mm-hmm. but so she's got to go tomorrow to get an infusion for the magnesium. Um, other than that, man, just fatigue, uh, low magnesium, some couple of little side effects, but that is it, dude. Now, just to put this in perspective, if if I can, because when we first, when you very first told me the situation, it was a very bleak, bleak picture. I mean, this yeah. is a woman who was uh, suffering from cancer in four different spots in her body. 
and it was pretty invasive types yeah. of cancer. So yeah. this, I mean, this is not like she just had a simple melanoma on the skin to be cut off. This woman was. It was. It was pretty bad. Like I said, um, that, that what I think I told you last time was, you know, they said um, we got to do the treatments. My mom's on like the strongest medicine that there is. And said, we're going to give you the treatments, right? And after the second one, because, again, one of her blood panels was at 245. It should have been like a three mm -hmm. or five or something. And they said, if the number doesn't drop down, that means this is not working. we got to do something different. My mom was like, well, what is that? He said, it's going to be surgery. Mom does not like surgery. Put well, So she does not want to be put to sleep. She said, well, I'm not going to do it. So what else is there? He said, hospice. Dude, so that's how bleak yeah, it was. Right. And right now, dude, she's got a ton of energy. She still comes over playing Yahtzee. She's still running the streets, <laughs> doing everything. I talk to her on the phone every day, several times a day. Like, dude, it is a huge blessing. And I just want to say thank you, God, because it is amazing. Dude, she's yeah. doing wonderful, man. That's great. Yeah, she is wonderful. So it's a huge blessing to us. Absolutely. Especially you, because I know how close you are. Yeah, dude, it was. Mom. Yeah, dude, it was very traumatic when I first learned about it. So I was like, oh, my God. So I just, again, I just want to say thank you for everybody for all their prayers and just thank you no oh, my man. mom is doing well and my mom listening i love you thank you for listening and uh <laughs> you are an amazing strong woman <laughs> oh she's leaking water from her eyes right oh, now her eyes are sweating <laughs> <laughs> all oh. right yeah now let's talk about the uh the car lot hey, dude you got quiet right. on that for a while and obvious for obvious reasons but yeah well all right that was one of the goals for 2019 right? right um get my real estate license which i got and i sold a property and got some more on the contract so that was going well and working on the car dealership um, we had the location over in Jonesboro, the office spot, because we're going to be brokers. Um, had the office spot for like, shoot, four months paying monthly rent and the insurance and everything else, the whole deal, and hadn't got the, everything to us yet as far as being able to go to the auction, the whole thing. Right. Excuse me. Um, was Today is Wednesday. Yesterday, Tuesday, went to um, Odessa. We got the auction access passes. So, dude, went to the auction yesterday. The way the auction work is for dealers is on Tuesday, they have all the cars up there that they're going to be running through on Wednesday. So you could go up there on Tuesday to look through the cars, um, hook your machine up to them to see if there's any codes that pop up, make oh, sure wow. everything is legit. You can drive it around and get a good feel for everything. Then Wednesday, they've got lines um, A through, I think it's G or H. So all these different lines. Some are red light, which they've got issues with. Maybe a salvage title, maybe frame damage, some issues going on. Yellow is like mediocre. And then you got green light which are going to be your cars you can just drive off the lot and go sell. They might even be cleaned up, but, you know, they're still ready to roll. Who gives these cars the lights? The the auction itself, or do they come to um, Well, as far as who, who gives them, like, what, tell them what lane they can right. go in. Um, as far as the type is, I'm guessing the Odessa is going to be running through or when the cars come in, like, what's wrong with them. And okay. So I guess they got a checklist, so to speak. Right, they're, they're, they're ready to roll. They're going to be over here. What's going on with the car? So they know where to put them at so they can sell them adequately. So I guess right. they won't have any issues legally. So, um, yeah, dude, it was, Blake, dude, there's a ton of energy, bro. I'm going to love this business, like, going and doing everything myself. Because mm -hmm. I'm there, dude. You got all these lanes going, people everywhere. And it's like what you see on TV, you know. He's like, speaking of million miles an hour, 2,500. I was like, holy cow. It's like a beehive, dude. Just a bunch of energy here, a bunch of jumbling, mumbling, everything. And that was yesterday? Uh, no, that was this morning. Oh, okay. So you did go over there this morning. Yeah, yeah. So went this morning. So um, went yesterday, look at the cars, kind of get a feel for it. Today, saw the auction live, how things roll, what the whole process is. And I just want to do that first before I jumped in. Again, I don't want to make a mistake. I'd rather be a little more cautious mm -hmm. than... You know, having a financial downfall. Right. So got everything done there. And then tomorrow, um, Matt Matt Thomas has got a buddy of his whose dad's got a car dealership. And like one of the big ones, right? So we're going to meet up with him. 
and go over business. Like, hey, dude, what should I look for? How should I do certain things? Because when he goes buy a car, it's like it's like a million dollars at a time. He's buying tons of cars. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk with him, kind of pick his brain about what we should do, what we should watch out for, how we should do certain things, and just you know see what kind of mm-hmm. advice he can give us. Because he's been in the car business for, I think Matt said, over 20 years. So mm-hmm. he's been doing it for quite a while. So I'm just... Again, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. And yeah. I've been blessed, man. I got a lot of friends, family that that are close to me that know people that can help me out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. And so I'm looking forward to it. So one of the goals for 2020 is selling five cars a week, 20 cars a month. And dude, the way we're going to do it, I think I said on the show one other time is, right, as a broker, like I got two different ways to make money, right? One, go and buy the cars and just put them online and kind of promote them out there to sell. Two is like, if you want to buy a car from me, you say, hey, Danny, look, I'm wanting to buy like a Honda Accord between 2010, 2015. I, I don't want to have over this many miles. This is what I want to spend. Cool. Well, the only thing we charge is $500 over what we've got in it. That's it. So, you know, whatever you got to pay it for and the little fees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got to get emissions, just whatever those little things cost. Ours is 500 bucks over that. That's not a lot of money, right? Um, there was a Lexus that went through earlier. It was a 2004, 150,000 miles on it. Went for 2,500. All right, and online they go. They sell all day long for like five grand. At that at that mm-hmm. year model is an LS four thirty. Mm-hmm. So for that miles in that year, they sell all day long five six thousand bucks. We would sell it for just five hundred over what we got in it. So we're not making a ton of profit on each one. Mm-hmm. But I had a buddy of mine, Terry, tell me before in car sales, dude, you can gut a sheep once and you can shear it the rest of its life. What what would you rather do? Right. So yeah, you can knock somebody's head off and try to make a ton of money mm-hmm. on a car like a lot of people are doing out there. Or you can go to somebody who knows he's going to take care of you. Only charge a little bit over what they've got in it so you can get a good price on a car. You'll come back for more business, and then you'll refer people to us. Mm. So in business, there's two ways to make money. Larger margin, sell fewer of whatever it is you're selling, or sell a lot more volume at a lower price and have better business. That's a great idea. I like that model, man. I wonder if I could apply that to healthcare. Dude, you know what? <laughs> I'm thinking you're making healthcare great because that is what you're doing. <laughs> Did you steal my idea? Oh, <laughs> I love it. No, it is. It, it's amazing. No, I didn't think about it just now, which I've thought about it before. Mm. But yeah, it's kind of him. That's like, see, that's why we're great, Blake. That's why oh, I love you. God, I'm going to kiss you after Man, right just a big old hug and just, ugh. I'm going to kiss you around that forehead of yours, that great big old shiny forehead. Uh, is it shiny? It's <laughs> getting bigger. Yeah. There's more room up there at the top. Trust me, I know. What? Wow, that's funny. <laughs> I got feelings, Blake, and you're hurting all of them. Both of them. <laughs> all two of them. Well, that's exciting. Dude, so, dude, yeah, now, dude, I'm, I'm super excited, man. Blessed and I'm excited about it. So yeah. now you guys haven't actually physically opened the doors yet. Uh, well, they're, they're open, so to speak, but have we bought anything? No. So, so if I come to your car lot, I'm just going to see. Well, remember, right now there's no car lot. I got the um, office over in Jonesboro. So we're just doing, we're conducting business out of the office. When I got cars, oh. they'll be parked in my house. And so we'll just meet with people whenever when I want to advertise them. But again, a lot of people we're just going to talk to. And they're going. I've already got like five people right now that's wanting vehicles. Okay. So they're telling me what they want the year, the price that they're wanting to pay. I'll go on Tuesday, tell them what they got, what they look like, send pictures, and Wednesday I'll go to the auction and buy. That's a pretty good deal, man. Yeah. I might uh, I might get a new Civic just got an attached bumper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, 
I think I can probably probably help you out there. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy because everybody teases me about my car. I'm going to be that guy. Even when I do make a million, I'm still going to drive that little beat-up piece of shit. <laughs> They're like, man, are you sure he's got a lot of money? Yeah, but at that point, it'd just be for comedic effect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't, just because you can. <laughs> I'm going to jump out with my Gucci shoes, man, and my nice hairstyle you got. I'm going to just pile out of that damn Civic. Yeah, it's like... The clothes don't match the car. <laughs> he must have borrowed that. <laughs> it looks like he's in a rollover crash. <laughs> it's like he spun out in the rain and started facing the wrong direction of traffic. Yeah. 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 So, so again, that's, you're lucky nothing happened to you that day. Oh, yeah. I know. Dude. That was a blessing. All right. So real quick, tell my goals for 2020. Like, what are what's two of your goals for 2020? Two of my goals, man, is to continue growing my walk with Christ, continue to grow my walk with my kids. And just continue to uh, build a legacy, man. Build build an empire. I love something it. I can leave to my kids. You know, I want to do more, like we were talking about earlier. I want I want to do more than just build a successful business, man. I want to leave some sort of sort of footprint, you know, so that long after I'm gone, uh, there'll be there'll be something. Yeah, Henry Ford type shit. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah. And that's then that's like I said, leaving your legacy, dude. Helping other people out even when you're gone. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's and the so kind of guy. Twenty twenty is my year to. Uh, you know, start digging out of debt. 2021 will be the year to start really cranking out some cash. There we go. Making a Danny Cole and Derwin type money. Ballin'. <laughs> How about you? Look, we are in this thing together. That's for sure. How about you? Goals for 2020. Um, the first one, man, is the same thing you said. You know, having a, a closer walk with God. Um, in 2019, I, I started dating this girl, Tia, right? And her and I, what we do every single day, every morning, every night, we pray. So my walk started getting a lot closer and we mm-hmm. started reading the Bible. So one of the goals that I want to have, not want to have, that I have, is finally completing the Bible front to back. I've never done that, so that's something that we're doing on a daily basis. We're reading the Bible together, praying every day together. So I'm, my walk with God's gotten a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have noticed different things in my life as far as just achievements, so to speak, and blessings coming my way mm-hmm. and things to be grateful for are just mounting up. Mm-hmm. And so that's you. So I want to continue my walk there and get closer. Um, another goal, like you said, is become more successful in, all, in everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the car business, I want to become uber successful. Same thing with you. Like The businesses that I have are the same thing that you have. It's, it's helping other people. Right. Um, with a car business, I'm helping somebody get a great vehicle at a great price. Um, my credit repair business, I want people to improve their credit because... Dude, your credit is crucial. Those are the three most powerful numbers that's going to be in your life. Those are that's going to determine if you get a car or not, if you get a home or not, if mm-hmm. you know if you can get a cell phone or not, or a job. It depends upon your credit. So that right there. And I got my real estate license as well. And I want to help people to get a home. I just I like helping others. I want to leave, like if, if you and I are here or if I meet anybody else, I want to leave them in a better state than when I first met them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's talking to them, helping them, being an ear, being a word, whatever it is, I just... I want to be that vessel for God to work through me to help other people become happier, more successful, and feel better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, dude, that is my goal is just, and that's what makes me feel successful, just feeling good, having time to myself, time to help others, and doing for others. Yeah, and, and that, that's huge. I think that last statement that you said, doing for others and helping others, I think that's what, for me, that's also a huge, huge end game, end, end result that I'll be looking for is, is to just to be able to help other people. Uh, you know, and let's face it. I mean, you know, people want to hate on people that's got money that that are that are rich, but come on. I mean, you really can't help. You really can't reach out there and give back and help unless you unless you can afford it. Oh yeah. You never you never ever see poor people helping out their community. No. And Grant Cardone said he said, man, he said people 
who hate money don't have money. He said, because <laughs> money's right up there with breathing, right? Mm -hmm. If you've got money and you want to give, you can. The more right. money you have, the more yeah. money you can give. Yeah. And my mindset changed around money a lot after reading just a lot of different things and mm -hmm. being around certain people with money. It's you know it's like that. The more money you have, the more you're able to do, not just for yourself, right. be like a selfish thing, yeah. but you can help other people out. Mm -hmm. If you see somebody in need, you got a family member that's struggling in some way, you got a friend that is, or just somebody that you don't even know, but you can be a blessing to them right. because you have the resources and means, mm -hmm. then you're able to. That's and what that's, it's all about, man. Yeah, and that, that's, that's what I want. And I know that's what you want too. And that's why, you know, again, I look up to you because that is who you are as a person. So thank you, sir. That's well said. Well said. I've done the experiment. I've been poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've tried poor, forget about so, it. You know, yeah. I want to try the rich part. Yeah, now. let me try that. Let me be the judge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> Love it. You know what? I got my lottery ticket for tonight. <laughs> it's at almost three hundred million. You know what? And when I hit that, I'm still going to do the businesses and help people out. I'll just have more money to do it. With. There you go, baby. There you go. I'll come to you for a loan. You'll be the bank of Danny Cole. Balling, baby. I've got you covered. You know, I've already. I'm seriously. I've already got a list written down, and you're on there. I've got you covered with. Businesses and different things. Six percent, so. I get a six percent loan. Say that again. Six percent loan, I get a six percent loan. Nah, bro, I've got you. I'm just gonna pay for it. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna man. go in with you, and we get we got this thing together. Cause I'm like, what can we? What can I do with you? you Lord, know let man? this man win the lottery tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lord, dear Lord, hear his prayer. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, there was more things we wanted to get to, but you know what? Things went this way, and it's amazing. I I loved it. All right. Me too. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening, folks. And remember. No matter what's going on in life, you are stronger than failure. Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Stronger Than Failure.